My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it is great to be with you this weekend and to be able to celebrate this Mass with you and for you. I'm not certain who is happier that I am here, me for being able to celebrate this Mass with you. I've come to think with what I think I've, what I've come to think as my adopted home parish, or you all that you have one weekend not having to hear Father Eckert preach. <laughs> now that we are brother priests, I feel safe in making that joke. Foxes have dens, and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. In our readings for this week, there is a clear theme about the reality of our lives as Christians. In the past few weeks, we have had big celebration after big celebration. Trinity Sunday, Pentecost, Corpus Christi, all major teachings about our Catholic life. But at times, it is nice to step back into ordinary time so that we can contemplate more general principles about our lives as Christians. And this is just what our readings do for us this week. We are reminded in all of our readings that we are not made for this life alone. We are not made to be slaves to the flesh or even made for the comfort of this world. If we call ourselves Christians as followers of Jesus Christ, then how can we expect to have a more comfortable life than our namesake? How can we expect not to suffer the same torments and afflictions that our Lord himself suffered? We hear in the words of the Lord himself that he has no place to rest his head. Now this does not mean that he was a homeless drifter. What our Lord is implying is that his teachings were so countercultural, so against the grain of society, that he was not welcome anywhere. Does this sound familiar to anyone? How often are true Catholic teachings made fun of or posited as being uncharitable? How often does it seem that as though Christian practices and teachings are thrown away or discriminated against for the sake of tolerance? How often does it seem as though being Christian is a negative in today's society? The numbers of laws and persecutions that take place against Christians is increasing at an alarming rate. I do not just mean the laws that violate the sanctity of human life, but recently in Canada, Again, in the name of tolerance, a law is going before the Supreme Court to make it illegal for government officials to wear any Christian icons. Police officers will not be allowed to wear scapulars. Nurses will not be allowed to wear crucifixes. Judges must rid themselves of Christian clothing as an attempt to strip them of their Christian morality. All of this because the Son of Man and his followers have no place to rest their heads. Western society is becoming so divorced from its Christian foundations in the name of making a better society, but in actuality, all it is accomplishing is a reversion back to barbarism. And now that I have sufficiently depressed about 80% of you, Allow me to explain what it is that these teachings tell us to do in spite of all this. 
Our Lord does not end today's gospel account with the notion that he is welcome nowhere. That would be an incredibly dark thing for our Lord to do because it would remove hope from our Christian life. If all we had to look forward to was trials, persecutions, and criticisms from our friends and our peers, then why bother being Christian at all? To understand where hope comes in, we need to look at our responsorial psalm. Just a few moments ago, we sang together, you are my inheritance, O Lord. We as Christians must keep this at the forefront of our minds at all times. We must live our lives in a way that we, are rem- that we remember we are the Lord's and he is ours. We are Christians not just because we follow after Christ. We are Christians because he has claimed us as his own. He wants us to be his, not just for our time here on earth, but for all eternity. This is our hope, and this is the one thing I want you to learn from this homily. If you remember nothing else, remember this. The Christian is not meant for this world. The Christian is meant for life with Christ for all eternity in heaven. When we remember this, the persecutions lobbied our way become tolerable. We can take these in stride knowing that if the world hates us, that the world first hated Jesus Christ himself. He came teaching a message so foreign to society that he was put to death for it. He underwent the ultimate trial and he did not waver. Tertullian, an early Christian apologist, went so far as to call the blood of the martyrs as the seed of the church. People were so imitated, were so committed to imitating Christ that they were willing to forfeit their lives just to maintain their Christian identity because they knew that they were not made solely for this life. They knew deep down that their true inheritance was the Lord and they were willing to bear the same trial and persecution as Jesus Christ himself. What we are experiencing in our times is nothing new, my brothers and sisters. The world has always struggled with Christian ideals, and it always will. This does not mean that we weaken our efforts or give into what society says is normal or is okay. We must keep our eyes focused on our inheritance. We will not find comfort in our society. But to me, this is an honor, a badge to be worn with pride because that makes us more Christ-like. When reflecting upon these readings and writing this homily, I realized that one of the most powerful metaphors I can give for this is from my own personal experience with my ordination just last weekend. In the days leading up to our ordination, me and my classmates kept hearing from Bishop Jugas thanking us for saying yes, not just to the priesthood in general, but continuing to say yes in these dark times, where every day it seems like a new scandal arises regarding the priesthood. Every day it seems as though one of my brother priests is focused more on the flesh than on the spirit. I am not saying this deposit that I am somehow without sin 
or never will sin as a priest. I am saying this because despite the immensely negative perception of the priesthood in our society today, both secular and even within some members of our church, I still knew that I needed to be ordained. I still knew that this vocation was my path to holiness. I still know, still knew that despite all the negative assaults on the priesthood, that I wanted to go through with it. I knew this because I had to have my eyes fixed intently on the Lord. I was not ordained to have a comfortable life here on earth because our Lord did not have it, so why should I? I kept my eyes fixed intently on the Lord because ultimately He and He alone is my inheritance. I am His and He is mine. Whenever society tries to slander the priesthood, whenever people persecute the church, whenever the secular world lobbies accusations against Christians, we need to remember that we are made for the Lord. We are made to share eternity with him in heaven so that the trials we face here on earth are just ways for us to remain faithful and to show our love for the Lord. So pray, my dear brothers and sisters, that through this Eucharist, you will have the strength to always remember that the Lord is your inheritance and that with him, you can withstand any assault.